Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the Sales World channel, and, and just just an amazing show today. So just, we're going to be in for a ride here with my guest, uh, who has written a few books, a series of books, and he's taken startups to to billion dollars, and um, someone who really does different, <laughs> and his concept, you know, is really teaching you to be different. So without any further ado, I have with me Roy Osing, and he is a leader, he is just just somebody that's going to take us on a whole different speed right now. Actually, it's going to be my speed because I love the stuff we're going to talk about today uh, because the world has been conditioned to a certain way, doing business, of thinking, uh, thought process is being almost determined how we apply that from school, from our surroundings. But only the few and the brave, the bold, I think, the audacious, <laughs> make a difference in this world and because they do different. And and I think without any more given, you know, in terms of that topic today, you know, Roy, welcome to the show and let's get into it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm I'm absolutely grateful for you to have me here. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to it. Let's get going. That's it. That's it. Well, well, let's start first things first. Let's just I, I want to introduce you to our audiences. Who is Roy? So Roy is a guy that took a startup to a billion dollars in in sales, and he he did it a rather non-conforming way. Uh, he did it using breakaway practical moves that lit fires in people, uh, arose their passion, and convinced them to go along the journey. And you know, like I, I have goosebumps right now just thinking about that journey. It was amazing. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know where we were going to end up in this data company, an internet company. We didn't know it was going to be a billion. What we knew was that there was a huge upside, and what we knew is that that our job was was to to basically break through uh, the traditional kind of culture we had in the organization. It was a monopoly telco, and we had to completely redo the culture. You know, get away from traditional practices, and we did that. Um, and it was hard. That's when I learned, by the way, that pain was is a strategic concept because without it. <laughs> without enduring pain nothing would have happened man i mean we were pushing rope uphill all the time and so um yeah my life has been pushing audaciousness pushing unheard of ways pushing be different or be dead and looking for ways to stand out in a way that people care about and applying that in every aspect that i can possibly imagine and it's been a ride it's been fun well, so so Roy, let's let's take that on there. I mean, first of all, I love it. I said, "Who is Roy?" And like, you give me the whole. <laughs> that was that was perfect. But 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 let's talk about the conventional way, right? The world as we know it, the world in business and sales specific. I mean, I'm I'm a salesperson by default, 
I think I have a DNA chromosome somewhere floating in there, you know, and I've, I, I love, you know, the, the world of, of transaction business and stuff and entrepreneur. I go crazy. I've, I've doubled myself, you know, I haven't made the billion yet, but, but hopefully, you know, today we, we, we'll learn a few tricks from you. I, I would love to, uh, but Hey, you never know. That's the idea. I'm going crazy. I'm doing different. And that's exactly, I've always been different. I do believe personally that everybody's got to be different. But when you conform to 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 the monotonous, you know, system and and just how everybody wants you to look and feel and and follow the exact you know system that's been designed by design, it's not making you. It's not going to make you very successful. And again, there are exceptions to everything. But but so let's talk about just the routine, the standard, and then 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 we can talk about more into like the audacious, the the bold, the crazy, the <laughs> all the stuff that people are not the uncomfortable stuff because I think. The pain, you know, people are really not willing to do that. Pain is difficult, right? It hurts. Uh, it, so so it, let's it talk is, about but it. I'll tell you what, it's an amazing, mo <clears throat> excuse me, it's amazing motivator. I mean, if you want motivation, pain is a really good motivator. But anyways, let me just go back to your question about the world. Like, I'm really concerned, to be honest. Like, I'll talk to you from a business point of view, um, but it, it applies as well to our lives. It applies to careers. And, and I mean, I concluded a long time ago that, that, you know, even though the world is becoming insanely competitive, uh, technology is changing every nanosecond. Customers are becoming fickle and it's easy for them to move among suppliers. Even though all of that stuff is going on, you would think that organizations particularly would get better at differentiating themselves from the competition. The reality is they haven't progressed at all. In fact, I would say they're mediocre at best. And let me just explain by what I mean by that, because I'm, I'm being tough on organizations and they deserve to take a whack on this. OK, like if you if you look at most work that organizations do in the area of differentiation, they always come out with their competitive claims that say we are better. We're the best. We're number one. We're the market leader. We're blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I call that claptrap. Claptrap is killing us, okay? Those words are narcissistic in the sense that they mean something to the people in the organization. But to a customer who wants to know, why should I do business with you as opposed to your competitor? They're not really helpful. And so what we what we see happening is mediocrity pervading and, and, and the lack of accountability. Because when you say you're better, how do I hold you accountable? Like who defines better? I can tell you what, the customer doesn't define better. And so we got this whole world, okay, of claptrap and aspirations going on that unfortunately cannot be translated very well into meaningful promises that we make customers. And it's getting worse, okay? It's getting worse. And so everybody's happy to be in the herd of mediocrity and claptrap. The other thing that's going on here is that we live in a copycat world. We don't live in an innovative world. We live in a world where Google drives what some people say is innovation. So if you want, if you're confronted with a challenge, what is the first thing that most people do? They mm -hmm. go to Google and find out how other people did it, right? And then YouTube. what they try and do is find out what best in class is, and then they try and best copy best in class under the guise of innovation, which is in my world, intellectually dishonest. You can't, you can't claim to be innovative if all you're doing is copying people. And so I'm finding that this blandness 
right? The lack of edge, the lack of, of, of originality, the lack of, of gasworthiness, the lack of remarkability is characterizing the world that we live in right now. And the, 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 the compunction now to be different is hugely important. We need people, like Job said, we need the crazy ones, man. Get them on the edge, right? Feed them. Yeah. <laughs> and you feed them and let us go. So um, I'm, I'm really concerned. And my work is trying to make a difference to cut through that clutter and show people that, okay, it's fine to have your education in your textbooks, but you need more. Let me show you more from a guy who's actually implemented some of this stuff to take an organization to a billion. This isn't theoretical, right? This is proven practical ways to do this. And we just need to, through, through opportunities like this, to keep talking about it. I mean, my objective at the end of the day is not to sell books. It's to change the conversation in the world away from better to, to the only, because I've created a solution for that, right? And so things like this are very helpful. And uh, yeah, I, I'm worried, but I'm hopeful. Well, so thank you for 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 sharing that the vision and the view. But but it is a reality thing. I mean, it's a reality check for all of us watching and listening right now. So I I'm in the business world. I'm also in the corporate world, and I, and I've seen it. I've I've been in a lot of companies, and you're right. That's exactly you describe it best. You know, we are the better ones. We do things better. But then how? That's one way. And who's scaling that? And that's the other thing. Who's actually the judge of this? I mean, you determine it. That's a self-claim, as you said. It's not so much. Now, obviously, there are parameters that you can put in, surveys, this, that, but that can be also convoluted with different, you know, biases. And, and we'll keep it down. <laughs> but 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 the yeah. fact of the matter is reality is, is as fact as you stated, because uh, it is a constant. And you're right. And today, you mentioned Google, there's YouTube. I can look up anything. I mean, I'll give you a good example. I had... Uh, for our shows, you know, I, I looked at some of the YouTube stuff and uh, there was this company that reached out and we're talking like, well, in order for you to actually really get hits on YouTube, you got to find in YouTube, which one does the best. And that's the title you take and you apply it in your stuff. So basically exactly what you said, textbook, let's copy what they have and let's do it. I refuse that concept personally. Uh, you know, it's different for me because I want a different audience. I want a different approach to my, my business, right? Now, in, I may be wrong. That's That's one thing. That's the only way to be different is to do it differently and see what it is. Now, obviously, you got to do the work that you have to do. In the corporate world, similarly, you have the same thing. Like we do the same thing because the other plan, one company, one plan, one uh, insurance, you know, I mean, insurance industry. So that's what one insurance company start and everybody else start copying exactly the stuff and they just figure out one extra thing that they do different from the rest. But you don't get that unique perspective or like, you know, we want to be like, so innovative that the others have nothing to do with us. We're going to do something different. And that's where it changes the dynamics. And you're right. That's when you take a company to a whole different height. And But I want to go back further in time. Now, I think, I think the problem so much is, I don't know if it resides in our education system. I don't know if it resides on just the way the system was designed. But, but everybody is taught a certain way how business is going to operate. You go to business school. This is how it is. You, you know, you're, you're learning accounting, you learn, you know, different things to operate business. This is how marketing, this is how it's done. Is that really the way? And because that's been the way it's been almost like robotic, everybody learns it, everybody plays. Oh, that's how I was told to, but how many are taking the challenge and doing something like totally crazy? 
coming up with unique ideas. And then, oops, it's a million dollar, billion dollar idea. And and we don't see a lot of that in people. You're talking about innovation. Not everybody is willing to go to that extra, you know, length to become crazy, to create something a whole new. It's a lot easier to just twist but a little he, thing here and there and that's it, right? So so yeah, but, one one thing you said, oh go ahead, Rick. You wanted to say something. No, I'm just I'm just saying, look at um I'm I don't have any right to be prescriptive here. Okay. Like you can do what you want to do. There are a lot of people that love to sit in the herd. They love the warmth of the herd. They love being the same. They don't they don't like taking risks. And that's fine. And they want to conform to the textbook formulas. That's fine. But anybody that wants to actually go beyond that and break away, there's actually good practical ways to do it because I've done them. And those are the people that we that we need to help. Because those are the people that want to do it. Right? The people that don't want to do it, that's okay. Okay, I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm trying to say, hey, for those of you that want to go on the journey, there's some really cool things that I've learned that I'd love to share with you. Come on with me. Come on with me. Right. And then your comment about the schools, I, I, I identify with 100%. The reality is we've been taught to color inside the lines. We've been taught to conform. We've been taught not to stand out. We've been taught not to be noticed. We've been taught to formularize everything. We've been taught to follow the rules. Well, how can you expect a kid coming out of school? And oh, by the way, we all do the, the same uh, case studies at MBAs school, and yet we expect to actually be particularly unique when we come out, when there's a billion people that have done the same case study. Get real. But nevertheless, we have, we have a challenge to help those people because most of the folks come to me and say, Roy, what, what do I do here? Like every, everybody's chasing the same stuff. At least they're asking the right question. And that's all we can do is to appeal to the people that want to go the way we want to go, that want to take the be different journey and help them. And, and that's basically what I'm trying to do. That's my mission in life for whatever number of years I have left. That's it. Right. And the people that want to just sort of remain, that's fine, too. That's fine, too. Well, well, right. I appreciate what you said there. And, and, and you're right. I mean, again, we're not converting anyone. We're not. But we are put in at least some aspect of knowledge that's available to the public here in Absolutely. this type of format. Just that, listen, Absolutely. I always say this, there's options. We People need to know that they have options and they don't have to necessarily be in yes. one particular bucket. They can have different flavors and they can test something different. I mean, we would like, that's, I mean, it's, it's so righteous even about food. Many people will not sample new things, you know, or try new food because they're just comfortable with what they already know. Because the ones that you don't know could be like, ah, I don't know, it looks weird, it, you know. So, but that's the same thing in this business and and, and the discussion we have in the world has a certain you know structure, and that's how it is done at ninety nine percent, ninety five percent. But wouldn't you be just at least wondering and and just like you know, how would it be if I did something, or how is there any other way that's completely unique? And throughout throughout the history, in 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 different aspects with where science, different, you can think about all the innovations that we have today. It was from somebody who was completely off the grid, <laughs> thinking different from everybody else. The earth is, you know, the sun, the earth is different. Okay, no, that's not how it operates. You know, we can fly. No, you can't fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Electricity. Well, guess what? We do telephone, TV, all these things, motion picture. People did not really like, oh my God, you can do these things? Like, that. you're crazy. You know, and that's the thing. These are crazy ideas that evolved to technology that we have today. I mean, you and I are talking from Canada. Canada, am I getting that right? 
Yeah, I'm in Vancouver. <laughs> there you go, Vancouver. I'm in Jersey. West so, and, and, and we have a lot of you know these things. But I mean, I'm just saying. But the idea is that someone thought about this, you know, a long time ago, and people probably look at him like, "Ooh, this is not going to happen." You know. But here, so, here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's a lot of people around with ideas. Okay, an idea without action is worthless. The people it. you described and the jobs of the world. What they were able to do is come up with, let's call it an insight, a suspicion, right? That, that plugging something into your ear with music is likely to capture somebody's interest. But he did more than simply talk about the idea. He actually executed it. And for me, performance is based on what you do with what you know. And the problem is we have a world right now that seems to stop at what you know. Right. Like it's all the letters behind your name that are important. Like I have an MBA, but it's not the MBA you think I have. I've got a master's in business achievement. Now that's a lot different than an MBA, the way most people think about it. And, and I stress that because it's so important to be able to do something. Okay. And it's not complicated. I mean, people think that, that stuff that's worthwhile doing is backed up with all these formulas and all this other stuff. It's not true. It's not true. I mean, I hired for goosebumps and I took a company to a billion. Go figure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I killed dumb rules. I cut the crap and I took a company to a billion. Go figure. Now, those aren't complicated subjects. What are they? Well, they're fun things that cleanse an internal environment of a bureaucratic organization, right? And grease the skids to execute. And guess what happened? Performance went up and we got the billion. This is not complicated, but we teach people that if it's not complicated, it's not right. And so, and the other point I want to make to you is, is you know what? I mean, there, there will always, superstars will always be superstars. There's always going to be people at the right-hand tail of the, of the binomial distribution curve, right? right? And there's always going to be, quote, unsuccessful people on the left-hand side. But the bulk of us mortals... Are, exist in the middle of that distribution curve. As leaders, as thought leaders, what would happen if we could take that whole body of people and move them five points to the right? Could you imagine what would happen if we could get five, if we get a 5% take rate in people who wanted to step out and be different? Can you imagine what our, what our society and what our world would look like? It would be unbelievable. It would be so productive. It would be so, so much more interesting. And people would be so much happier, to be honest. And so, you know, my energy is I, I'm not going to touch the superstars. I'm not even going to bother with them. They know what to do. I'm going for the glut in the middle. And I'm going to try and move those puppies, right, a little bit. Some of them won't move. 95% of them may not move. But can you imagine with the number of people you have in there, if we could move 5%? That's my mission. That's my mission. Roy, we are aligned because, again, one of my mission, well, part of the mission here is to give insights and resources to people. And if a small percentage takes a nugget from this show, a nugget from another, and they can move a little bit further and do better, to me, that's success. At least that's the that's the that's the aspiration, right? That's what we would like to see. And I don't need them to tell me. I just want them to do. And I love what you said about it's not the idea. You can be ideas are done doesn't everybody has, as a matter of fact you know we have a discussion i can have a discussion with 10 people every hour and they'll give me 10 ideas about how to run this show 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But but that's that like, you know, what I know we can do with multiple ways, but uh, there, there's different things that define why I do it a certain way. And I'm just giving an example of the show, but that applies to every business. We can have, right. like, we, we have the expression, there's hundreds of ways to skin a cat, whatever the expression goes, right? Same concept, right? That's not the point is, do you talk the talk or walk the walk or do both? You know, it's taking it from just a concept, a vision, an insight to a real action and delivering that on it, working on it. It's one thing to talk, another to start doing. And that's actually, I think, to your point, where the, the difference in between, not everybody is a leader by default. I mean, that's the other part. Everybody's going to like, hey, I got an idea. What do I do? Well, let's do it. Like a good good example. I, I had an idea. I didn't sleep. You know, I woke up. I wrote it down. Guess what? The next day I was actually doing it, putting a patent for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you don't sleep on it. Doesn't matter what happens. Out, you know, if there's an outcome. Great. I have an idea of a company. I'm going to start it. You know, they're not, I started. And then we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, I am at least doing, I'm in it to win it. Now, if I'm not in there, there's zero chance for me to win. If I'm in it, at least some, I will at least have a better chance than someone who didn't. But that's the concept that people don't, and whether it's at work, whether it's in business, whether even in life, some people, they want everything, but they're not doing anything to get everything. You want a beautiful car. Okay, well, you can dream of the cars you want. You know, how are you going to get to that car? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do to make them? You want a house. Okay, well, that looks, you know, I see a lot of gorgeous places, you know, all over the media and social media and billion houses. And so they look gorgeous. What do I do to get there? How much is a million dollars a day? You know, how much do you need to make a day to make a million dollars? These are questions that some people may not ask, you know, but that's the difference between the ones that make and the ones that don't. But I love what you said. The idea is taking the bulk of, of the, the, the community, the bulk of the population, and just push them a little, nudge them a little bit to the to the better side by just driving them to that level of thinking and change. I also love what you said about too much bullshit, and I'm just going to call it for what it is, in, in corporations. You took all that nonsense out, and no, we're not doing this way. We're going to limit it. We're going to simplify it. Sometimes as we, 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 we state this, kiss, keep it stupid simple, right? It works. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be complex. It just means that, you know, you cut all the stuff. We know what the end game is and we know what we need to do. Let's get do it. And that's the different story again in how people operate. You did it. You said it. I mean, this is stuff proven. This is not, you know, and I love what you said, MBA, Masters of Business Achievement. You know, it, it is it is a different angle. It's just thinking about it. You and I, we had a quick chat earlier about thinking out of the box. <laughs> You have it a different, I mean, I don't have the box. I don't even use the box, but I love what you said. It's not about thinking out of the box. It's executing, working, act, taking the action. You know, that's the difference. How did you actually state it? You know, just for our audiences, by the way. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't believe in thinking out, thinking outside of the box. I believe in doing outside of the box because nothing happens. Even if I have a, a really crazy, great idea that's different than everybody else's, it's worthless until it's translated into something that actually uh, uh, creates value and exchanges value with people. Okay, that's that's basically the 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 end of the story, right there. I mean, there's we, we I, I call it ponder no longer. I'm tired of pondering. I don't want to talk to people about ideas that can't be implemented. I mean, we we had a really simple philosophy. Okay, and I did as a leader, and it's it was a context that guided me in everything I did. And it was all about execution. Like I'm a practical guy. Okay, I look for practical solutions, not theoretical constructs. 
Okay, I don't believe that regression analysis, and I have a math degree, I've never used regression analysis particularly um, productively. And I'll tell you why. The assumptions are always wrong. Why? Not because the I'm assumptions. stupid. <laughs> Not because I'm stupid. It's because the world changed. And it's impossible to formularize, right, chaos. It's impossible to formula formularize imperfection, right, and stochasticity, if you want to talk about it that way. It's impossible. So my view was, we're going to head west. Now, this is my strategic plan. I'm going to head west. That's it. And I'm going to execute the dam out of that. And I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to revise it on the way. So I may start out in New York. And my, my, my strategy is I'm going to head west. But it, when, I write, when I write the plan, I don't know whether I'm going to be in Seattle, whether I'm going to be Los Angeles, or whether I'm going to be in Vancouver. But I will find out along the way through execution as my guide. That's how I learn what is right. And when I get there, I look back and say, ah, okay, now I know what my plan was because I've actually done it. I was not a theoretical construct. So I always had, I always had um, context. Like people, even in their, in their personal lives and their career, they don't think enough about context. What is it? Where is it that I want to go? Like people will say to me, Roy, you know, you got to help me out. I, I, I'd like a, I like a job in marketing. That's my career plan. I say, that's not a plan. That's a helium-filled balloon of intent. That's what that is. Okay, I want to know what position in marketing you want in what, what company in 24 months. Do you want to be a marketing director with Coca-Cola in 24 months? And by the way, I, you notice I said 24 months, not five years, because five-year plans don't exist, because the fourth year never shows up. <laughs> never shows up, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. So where do you want to be in 24 months? With that as a context, now you can start doing things, Okay. There's a lot of people that just exist to perform tactics without any, any meaningful context within which, and that's why a lot of people struggle in this. You know, the, the ideology, the idea person, without some sort of frame of reference, right, in terms of specificity within a time frame, is lost. And I see that every day. And all it takes is just boom. Well, what do you want? Where exactly do you want to be in 24 months? And then let's work towards it. And, I, and I'll say, it can, it's okay if it's the West Coast, because we'll figure it out on the run. But it, it, it can't be the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> it, it can't be that. It's got to be a little more definite. Well, well, well I, lo I love what you said. And, and it, it's funny, because I, I had a smirk in my face, because a couple of years back, I had somebody, we were having a discussion about my shows. And uh, the question was like, I see you all over the place. Like, you know, what is it that you really want to do with your shows? So it was in the inception of things, right? So you know, I'm still trying to design the flow and my sites and all that. And I, I know I had the idea in my mind. I know exactly how I want it. But, you know, like it doesn't structure itself right off the get-go, right? So, but it was there. So I was just putting stuff there and, and just t taking it apart and stuff. And it's funny, like literally like last week I was looking at certain things. I'm like, wow, how he went from this to this. And I'm not even finished yet. This is just, you know, three years in the making. Of but course. but the idea is, you know, it's exactly that concept. You know, I'm not the person that stops and waits and figure out everything before you get started. You start, you have enough of a rough <clears> picture. You have ex exactly like some time frames. And you're right. It's not about a five-year plan. 
it's the immediate stuff and you work in there and then then from there you take another two years whatever you need to to get but that's like the concept so so when you said that i was laughing because at least i'm smirking about it because i i, I believe in that it, it's not many people would wait until they have a full everything ready and now i'm gonna start but that's that's like you wasted all this time you're you have to oh. be in in the mix you got to be going and you can fix those things as you said and and, and direct yourself correctly according to where you and you might wind up with a whole different concept you you know another example my wife and i we started a company and we started one line of business and now we're completely looking at it from a different angle <laughs> you know because we've discovered other things and now we we found another you know world that that we feel more appropriate for it but if you didn't start here you cannot be here because that's what led us to this and that's the part that people people don't see that they just want I want that and that's it. Or at least they have limitation. They they have tunnel vision or, or limited, you know, perspective. It's a 360. It's like a 4D. It's there's not a 2D here. I mean, it's a it's a different way of thinking. And 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 that's what I said. Different. I mean, I love what you said in the book. I mean, the name of the book is Be Different or Be Dead, right? Is that I'm getting right? You got it right. In yeah. fact, to to the conversation we're just having, one of the ebooks I wrote was called is called Execute First, Plan Second. And everybody was wondering, what? <laughs> that's not the way it works. You got to plan first and then execute. I said, no, that's the problem. You got to have exit. You got to build a planning process within a context of execution. And I had to create my own. I created what I call a strategic game planning process that I can literally help a client create a game plan for their organization to your game plan in two days, not $2 million in like six months right? Based on analysis and subject matter experts, et cetera. Give me the leaders in an organization. Let me get them in the room and I will extract the intellectual property out of their heads that I need to help them create a strategy that they can execute in the third day. That's the process. It's all built. I mean, people would say, no, 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 no. What about the SWATs and the gods? I said, no, we're building a plan that can be executed end of story. And if you're not interested in that, that's okay, but I'm not going to help you build an intellectual structure because it'll nothing will be done with it. You know, and by the way, let me just say, I'm not slamming education and I'm not slamming theory. What I'm saying is that's fine, but you need more. Let me help you with more practical no. stuff. And Roy, I agree with you. Again, this is not about bashing a system with the other. The idea is that there is a different way of doing things. And, you know, just because we're used to one way, that doesn't mean there's no other way, you know, about it. And that should be the balance of things, right? But I, right. but what we're talking about is that not everybody is using this logic, at least to to uh, contrast things, to actually put things in, and evaluate them side by side. You're, you're just given a different philosophy of how to do it. It's not always this way there is multiple ways to do this and this is maybe an unorthodox way of doing things but it does have results you've proven those results and you're not the only one I, I know that there are many people who have been unique about their approach and i mean elon musk is one of the the craziest ones that 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 maybe we can refer to he just to. lost 108 billion dollars in a year i, I did he, he, he actually he actually beat the guinness book of records in terms of fortune loss so i got to tell you one thing <laughs> I'm not impressed. Well, 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 There's so, an well, example. There's an example. Okay. And for heaven's sakes, people, being different is a means to an end. The end is superlative performance. Okay. So when somebody says to me, we got this incredible innovative guy, and I just know lost $108 billion in fortune. Hmm. 
<laughs> well, well, so Roy, here's the thing, though. Most <laughs> of people, most of people have qualified him as a complete unique. Let's call it for what for that is right, uh, for whatever it's worth, right? And I know there's there's I know there's so many movements <laughs> against his philosophy, you know, and we're not going to the politics of it. But the fact is, you said it. I mean, he is different. He's he's gone to both tangents of of the spectrum, up and down. But but maybe is the wrong example. But we have other ones. I mean, in in, in no, it's a. Let me tell you, it's a good example because I want to make the point here. Like it, it's about what is be different. Is it about being crazy? No. Is it about the color of your hair? No. Is it about the, your sexual preferences? No. Is it because of your hereditary background? No. It's all about finding a unique way to do something that someone else cares about. That's the definition. In other words, it has to have value to somebody that you're interested in satisfying. Otherwise, it's all about you. It's all about you know trying to stand out as an individual and it basically leads you into narcissism. And that's not what being different is. I have to make that point really strongly. I mean, it's about serving. How can I serve you in a way that nobody else does? Okay, because if I do it the way nobody else does, you're likely to come with me and you will pay me at some point because at the end of the day, that's what performance ends up in. And so being different for the sake of being different is not what I'm talking about. It is not. I mean, hell, the heart attack grill. You ever heard of the heart attack grill in Las Vegas? Okay, so this is a, this is a restaurant in Las Vegas, right? And it's called the Heart Attack Grill. And the reason for that is their product line consists of a series of triple bypass burgers. Okay. <laughs> so it's an extremely unhealthy business from that point of view, but it's truly unique. Okay. In the sense that the product line is defined, the servers are dressed up as nurses, and the busboys are dressed up as orderlies. So it's this whole thing. Now, why does, why, why does it fit the, def the definition of be different? Because there is a segment of the marketplace out there that loves them, that cherishes them, in spite of you know, what some of the health experts might say. And I'm not advocating that people go out and eat a triple bypass burger. What I'm saying is, it's an example <laughs> of somebody doing something insane that people love, that a segment of the market loves. That fits my definition. If they were doing it just to be crazy, first of all, they'd go out of business so fast. You and I wouldn't even have a conversation, <laughs> wouldn't even have a conversation about them, right? But it's not about that. It's about serving others differently. That's what it is. Well, I, I appreciate it. I mean, thank you for 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 breaking that, you know, to to our audience, to myself. And 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 you're right. I, I love what you said about the the true definition of being different because we we well, you stated it in the beginning, which is you have to have value you have to bring value and and again uh, the debates can be in a lot of different contexts but but we can go back to steve jobs we can, can go back to other examples where you know there was some real value that brought to the world and so on and so forth and again it's all subjective people can have their own opinions about how things were we can talk about social media as an example right there's so many examples in that world that were kind of different they changed a little bit the world uh, but is there value is there not value but but your main core is about you're so different, you bring the value, and you are actually establishing real profitability and you're making it work and you're doing it in a very different way than most of the people would do. You mentioned audacious and you know some something about bold, somebody that is completely like insane, but 
in the context of different in the operation, different in what you present, as opposed to just to your point, being narcissist and I'm just different because it's me. It's not and about that's, me. that's the key. That's the key. Everything that we did, okay, had one single purpose, and that was to drive superlative performance in the organization. And and with that site always in mind, the the issue was, well, should we do that breakaway thing? And the, the, the question was, okay, do we think it's going to add to, to more brilliant execution, which drives performance or not? So that was always the thing. It wasn't to stand out as being a model of doing crazy off the wall things. It was to stand out as being an example of an organization that could do that and drive superlative performance. And so for the people listening in, that always has to be your thing. So, so if, if you apply be different to yourself as an individual, okay, the worth of that is that you achieve your career aspirations or your life aspirations. It's not just to have, you know, multicolored hair, unless that leads you to achieve your goal, okay? But the point I'm making, that sort of thing, it tends to make it about me as opposed to, to serving other people. And that's the context that, that we, we always looked at it in. So, so when we had ideas like cut the crap, okay, the idea behind cut the crap was to get rid of the stupid things that we did in the organization that got in the way of execution. When we talked about kill dumb rules, it, it talked about the stupid rules and policies we had that pissed people off and pissed customers off and lost business. When I talked about hiring for goosebumps, <laughs> it talked about recruiting people who had loving human beings running through their veins because my logic was those are the people that are going to be the best customer service people and they're going to create loyalty. Why? Because they're going to drive superlative performance. And so I just say to people, you always have to keep looking up, keep looking up to your strategy, keep looking up to the context. Don't be tactically driven by narratives of the day because that will always lead you in the wrong direction. And I know it's difficult out there. There's like a narrative for everything, okay? Don't believe them. Figure out yourself what your context is. Roy has a context. He's going to apply be different in a way that allows me to achieve that context and create value for others. It's as simple as that. And if we had everybody doing that, oh my God, what a wonderful world that would be to quote Louis Armstrong. <laughs> well, well, Roy, so I love what you said about you know, the goosebumps, you know, type of individuals that you hire, cut the crap, you know, I mean, I love the analogies here, but, but so, so, so let's guide, you know, some of the folks today on, on some of these applications that your real, you know, action applications that you use and some of the red tape and full stuff that you got, got rid of, you know, cause, cause most of the people, most companies will probably have that today. And, you know, <laughs> let's no, call it let me, let me, let me correct you. <laughs> Everyone has them. Okay, well, I was being and the only people, the only people will deny it will be the, will be some of the management team who are threatened by the fact that they actually have stupidity in their organization. Let me tell you a story about, about killing dumb rules. Okay. I mean, so I, I was an executive in the company running this president, running this company. And I, and I, I said to my, my, my boss, and my executive colleagues one day, I said, you know, we have so many rules that piss our customers off that, that I can just imagine if we were to simplify that and eliminate them, 
what a great, great thing that would be. I mean, we would increase customer satisfaction and loyalty and get more referrals. And so I said, I'm going to introduce a, a kill the dumb rules competition in my organization. And the idea was really simple. Whoever, whoever identifies and kills the dumbest, stupidest rule will get a prize. I mean, this is really rocket science, right? Oh, man, were they upset with me? Okay, my colleagues were upset with me for, for one reason, because I called it dumb rules, right? Because therein lies the problem. People were owning the system of rules and procedures in the company and, and could not face Okay, the fact that they actually were out of alignment with what customers expected. And of course, I called them on that by saying dumb rules. So I had, I had the HR VP call me in one day and said, Roy, what are you doing? You really shouldn't do that. I said, okay, I won't do that. I'm going to introduce a kill of stupid policies procedure instead of calling them dumb rules. How do you like them apples? <laughs> and I walked out. So I implemented this thing. Well, it was crazy. I had white T-shirts with dumb rules and great big X's through them. And I'd be walking through the workplace. This is a president of a company, right? Showing up in the workplace with these crazy T-shirts on. So what did that do? What did that do? It allowed frontline people particularly to express what wasn't working. And those are if the ones only that we would leave. If only we would listen to them. And so we cleansed with killing the dumb rules. I mean, I don't know how many rules we got rid of. And some rules were legal. We had to change them to make it at least customer sensitive, right? But we made so much progress. But that was an example of an off-the-wall, crazy execution-oriented project and an idea that started out with nobody thinking it was the right thing to do, except the people that knew we had stupid ideas. And those are the people, people serving customers. So you need to listen to those folks. Well, Roy, I, I, I love what you said there because one of the, and, and I think I see it more in some corporations, they do have this practice of, you know, surveying, asking and getting involved with, with some of the frontline folks. But those are the people that are living in trenches day in, day out. They hear it. Listen, I, I've been in my career, Pat, you know, literally from the, from the front end of the line to, to some right. of the higher, you know, uh, I guess positions in the company. And one thing that... I felt different about me personally is because I understood how we went in the field. I've been involved. And even at the highest level that I was, I, right. I, will, I will spend time in the field with my team and listening and seeing it live. Because when you're so away, so far apart from the actual action, you don't even know what's going on out there. You have no idea. You're theorizing things, you know, okay, this is potentially, and you figure out like, you know, with your logics that this is reason why, and why. maybe you do some studies, you get some reports from all over the place and you think that's the idea. But when you ask people like, that's not it, that's not what we want, <laughs> you know? And it's amazing what you can discover. And I love what you said about, you know, the rules. There are so many rules. I don't even know why they're there. They're there. And we have them in, in all our walks of life. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I can tell you why they're there. Really simple. First of all, uh, the internal auditors want them there because their modus operandi is control. They are there to control things. The problem is when you have a rule or a procedure that controls how the customer engages with you and they don't like that process, guess what happens? They don't engage. <laughs> they leave, okay? They just, they just get up and go. And so, you know, it's really important to be able to call those out. Look, at, I, I had a leadership style that I call leadership by serving around, okay? 
there's in in the old days they used to talk about management by by walking around MBWA. Tom Peters got it going, and the whole idea there was to get the managers out walking around the workplace. Okay, but that was about visibility. That was about to make managers visible. So I didn't think that that worked in, well enough. So I created my own. It's called leadership by serving around. The whole idea was be in the workplace to your point that you just described, and you were one of them. You didn't know it by this name, but you were one of them. Where you, but where, where the question that you would ask is, how can I help? <laughs> Hold on, right? There is Simple. actually there is a, a series of Netflix. It just started. I forgot the name. Uh, and actually, the doctor there, one of the. Oh yeah, you're talking. You're talking about New Amsterdam. Yeah, he, he actually stole that from me. Okay, and we were in the <laughs> middle of a civil litigation suit. Right oh now. my goodness, I'm sorry. What are the odds? What are the odds? Let me tell you, that's why I love the series because he lives that. Okay, because I had this long, long time ago when I saw it. I go, oh, and first of all, I love him as a as an actor. He's amazing. But yeah, he 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 was he actually is a is a model in many respects. Okay, to what I'm talking about. The guy, yes, the guy does things, he gets pushed back, he incurs pain and setbacks that he keeps moving forward. But the how can I help piece is kind of like a personal thing. And he does it very, very well. It's not like what's going wrong with the organization. It's like, how can I personally help you? Now, what's getting in the way, okay, of doing your job? What's getting in the way of execution? Now, the whole thing is a leadership by serving around thing is nothing more than a means to an end of getting better execution. Because if you can make it easier, you clearly get better execution and you get uh, better results. Again, the whole thing is driven to get better results. And so people will tell you the, the problem is we just, you know, leaders and I'll say many of them, most of them, maybe they don't listen. They never get out of their office to go talk to somebody who's actually in the trenches, dirty and filthy, creating Ill- inelegance to try and take care of customers, breaking the rules that they know don't work. You got to see those people and you got to help them. You got to take care of them. You got to cuddle them. You throw a warm blanket around them, right? And tell them it's going to be okay. I'm going to hear, I'm here to help you. Trust me and judge me based on the results I deliver. Hold me accountable. I'm okay with that. I don't care whether I'm the president of the company or not. I'm okay with that. Roy, you're throwing some powerful words and terms, and and one of the best ones right now. Well, not the best one. One of the core ones that you just stated is about accountability. You you mentioned performance. Obviously, that's the end end of game. But accountability. The issue is not everybody is accountable at the same rate, uh, and some people are just accountable by default. I'm I'm at the tile. I'm at this level. That means I'm 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 done. This is it. I'm doing my thing. I mean, really. So so I, I can tell you one thing. This is this is my thing. And and one day it will materialize if I have the opportunity as as my business grows. First rule is everybody that is in my world should understand every single aspect of the business from the start to finish. You know, as a matter of fact, I applied that rule a couple of times where I actually had people from a CEO to to executives to you know other departments to participate and see exactly what the treasures look like meaning you do a shadow day or whatever you come out and you see yeah. exactly what it is because if you experience what's going on oh my god this is what you guys go through outside this is what it is the real world I mean, you, you listen to customers and you hear the stories and how people get a little bit frustrated on the phone and you have to swallow all that 
in the customer world. Well, yeah. you, you, it's one thing to, to see, to, to just be behind your desk and computer and just get some graphs and talk about them versus like really seeing what that impact is from get-go. So I, I believe what you said inside out, I mean, that's like, again, it's like the Ten Commandments of the new world <laughs> in business, yeah. right? I, and and by the way, that is, that is different. That is unique. And as you establish those rules, a good example, something I can tell you from my personal experience, I worked at Disney years back, 30 years ago, and um, different world then. I visited recently, very different world, you know, in terms of the customer experience and, and how it went from like, you really were like, oh my God, this is true magic, to like, you know, damn, what kind of attitude is this? This is not Disney. And, and I'm saying it loud and clear because that's my experience as a customer recently versus yeah, when I yeah. worked in and even when I went years after years, Right. I don't, again, I'm not sure if you experienced them back then and now, but they yes, changed their attitude. The attitude has completely, I mean, I was, a, you know, Michael Eisner at the time, and it was a whole different, you know, approach to to the, the parks. And that's the thing. Like, why do you change that? Times change, but that doesn't mean you, your customers are still your customers. They're still your, they're coming for a reason. And when you start treating them like, like every other park or every other company, yeah. you lost that flavor right so so and that's again you were different but now you're not <laughs> well my my observation is and this isn't uh, i don't have a comment on disney but generally speaking when organizations go through that it's it's the fact that leadership has changed and the new leader wants to put somehow they believe that they need to put their fingerprint on their organization that that they now quote own without necessarily understanding that the context, again, I keep going back to context, the context has to be served, okay, by anybody. I mean, this is one thing that Richard Branson does exceedingly well. I mean, this guy creates a context and he moves the context to different businesses he buys. Okay, like for example, <laughs> I mean, he, he's created a context around customer service that I think is quite interesting. And then he simply applies it to the airlines that he buys, to the banks that he buys, et cetera. That's a really cool business model, right? And anybody in those organizations, they have to serve that context. And so the organizations that appear to be disjointed after a change of leadership, it's a discontinuity that they don't do that. So they've lost that. And I don't know how they get it back without, you know, either, either, either a, a cultural transplant in a new leader or just going back and say, hey, this isn't working out. Customers are telling us and we're going to have to go get somebody else. But 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 the transformation or, or the carrying forward of culture is really important for continuity of a business. And it's not very well done. I have to tell you, it's not. So, Roy, what are some of the key steps that, that you would recommend to people watching, executives, leaders, and even personal people, I mean, just, just for their own lives, because this applies to your two point earlier, business, life, you know, these concepts are not unique to the business model. I mean, we run our lives as businesses too. In in a way, our business, our business, I mean, our lives are businesses that we operate, you know, our families, our homes, whatever. Yeah. But so what kind of key steps, you know, I, I, and I get a few already that you mentioned overall in terms of the business concept, but like just basic, you know, uh, simplified versions of like, sure, this is what you do. This is what you're going to get. So, I mean, I'll answer, it's a good question. I'll answer the, I'll answer the question. Um, what are the things, what are the tools that I use to be different? 
Okay. Uh, and that may expose some some insights for people because I think we've done a I feel good that we've we've had an opportunity to to kind of like describe the environment. Uh, and I did. I in, in retrospect, and I, I didn't know this at the time until I actually sat down and thought about it. But there were several sort of practical things that worked for me as I as I pursued my journey to be different. Now, don't forget, I was a guy that has be different DNA. I have this stuff running through my veins. This is something that drives me every day of my life in terms of my relationships with my grandchildren, with my colleagues, with, with clients, etc. And it goes like this. The first thing is I always ask myself, whenever I've presented with a, a challenge or a problem, I always ask myself, how can I do this differently? How can I do this in a way that nobody else does? Right, right off the bat, always though, with this thing in my mind that says, in a way that people care about. So again, it's within the serving context, but having that lens there, right, is really, really helpful for me. I mean, it's like, like when I do a lot of public speaking, one of the first things I do before I hit the mic is I go, energy up. I force my energy up, right? Well, this is a way to force yourself to think about doing things differently. So that's one of the things I do. The second thing is you, you got to really understand that you have to create, not copy. Get rid of, expunge this whole notion of copying from yourself. If you do that, you have no choice, my friend, but to be different, right? So work at getting rid of this compunction and impulse to copy everybody. Just work on that. It's really hard to do because we've been taught to do it. So that would be the second thing. The third thing that really worked for me is, hey, you want to be different? Surprise people. Surprise people in a way they don't expect. Okay, again, in terms of what they care about. So I used to make a point, okay, of learning things about people. I called them secrets and cravings. <laughs> to learn about what a person craved, right? Not what they needed, what they craved, what they lusted for, what they coveted, right? What they desired. Speaking of desire, that's another TV show. Um, but but and then then surprising them in a way that they they would go whoa, I mean he did something. How do you know that, right? So you have to study people, study what they crave, and work on the surprise element because the surprise element typically means that you are doing something different for that person because they didn't expect. It. So the surprise piece is is huge. The the other thing that worked for me is I'm a I'm a contrarian. You got that already, right? Roy's. Roy goes against the flow. He's non-compliant. Doesn't like to conform. I'm Do good it one eighty. I'm good with you. Dude. I <laughs> love far, it. I'm I, talking to my kindred spirit here. I apply. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that's what the that's what the heart attack girl did. They went against the flow. They went against the the, the health message of the day, and they created a business opportunity of it out of it. And and you know you you, you know you have your own opinions to whether that worked. And then the last thing I would just say is this whole notion of perfection is killing us. Okay, we're expected to be perfect. The reality is you cannot be perfect in an imperfect world. And so what I've learned is you got to be imperfect fast. Try lots of stuff. Just try it. You're going to fail a ton. That's okay. That's okay because, you know, nobody, there's no such thing as a silver bullet, bullet to most of us mortals. I mean, there's not too many superstars at the either end of the distribution curve, right? So we're in the glut. We got to find a way to move ourselves to the right, 
try, be imperfect, be a contrarian, use the lens, don't copy. And if you can get sort of, sort of those four or five things as part of your daily routine, it's like I would say to you guys out there, tomorrow, do something differently in the way something care, somebody cares about. Pick your most favorite person because you know them, you know what they crave, right? Do something differently to satisfy their craving. <laughs> People are going to have a lot of ideas right now. <laughs> well, we're not going to go there. But, 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 but I love, I, thank you, and I appreciate that. I, I think those are real concepts that if applied properly, they will feel, they will see the difference. I think that's the thing. Like you will see the change. You will see how it applies and the results will be like amazing. And that's, I, when I talk to people, they look at me like I have three heads, like, you know, like you're crazy. Uh-huh. It's okay. It served me well so far. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have to, to, to apply to the same. I mean, obviously there are rules in the world, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a, there's a level, but in terms of practices, you can, like, I love what you said, try many times and do it. So imperfect many times. Not even failures to me. I don't even worry that I believe in that word. It's just different ways of learning how not to do it. <laughs> and that's exactly right. That's exactly the right thing. Uh, the the thing. Yep. And 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 the more and the more you do that, the more you actually understand. You know, a new way, a better way, and so on and so forth. And again, you tweak as you go. It's not like you know you you you're out of the. It's like taking a ship at sea. And you have a crew that is going to fix some of the stuff and refurbish some things, but you're not actually waiting. You're on the destiny. You're going towards your destination, but you're doing same concept. Let's go west, right? And figure out only. It's it's not difficult, but I think what most of people have, and if I may say this properly, we're not we're so comfortable that we do not want to make a dent we don't we don't want to like you know shuffle things we we cool like that i wake up i know what i need to do it's just the routine the day is going to go by and stuff but then here's what happens later on you'll be like nothing's working out i mean i'm I'm just in the same spot it's just i'm i'm just literally just spinning wheels here what's up well you didn't do anything different you're not trying something new you're not challenging yourself and therefore stuff and and, and that's the other thing there's no performance. There's no outcome. There's nothing. You're not seeing the results. Yeah, there's a lot of people that will say to me, I really like what you're saying, um, but I work for a company and a boss that doesn't believe in that. He doesn't, he or she, they, like they is the right pronoun. They don't want me to step out. They want everybody to conform. How do I exist in that kind of a world, Roy? <laughs> I say, well, you got two choices. The first choice is you go find an environment right, that, that appreciates stepping out and living on the edge, or you find a way to make a difference, okay, in what you do. And it's a slower process, but over time, be part of the solution. Don't complain about the problem. It's like an old boss of mine used to always say to me, Roy, don't bring me the problem, bring me the solution. So I say to you, if you're in that environment and you still want to stay in that environment, stop complaining. Start to do some of the things that we've we've been talking about the last hour. You can make a difference. You can make a small difference. And the interesting thing about those small differences, once they gain momentum, right, and you gain, a, 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 I will say, an army of be different advocates, and you will because there are other people who feel the way you do. There's a lot of be different advocates out there. They just have, don't have a channel to funnel their energies through. Be that conduit, be that funnel and start to make a difference. I mean, that's the only way this is going to happen, but you can't 
You can't tolerate the world and the environment the way it is right now, right? If you want to do, if you want to be different, you have to take some accountability and responsibility to, to make it, uh, to, to make the change yourself. And you will be so surprised by everybody else that, that you will be a magnet for people that we've been talking about here. They will come to you because they identify with what, with, with what this is all about. And they're just simply looking for some guidance um, to, to go on that journey. Be that person. And by the way, I've just defined leadership. Leadership is not a textbook <laughs> textbook thing. It's it's not it's not charisma. It's not all that bullshit that that people talk about in textbooks. I've just defined it for you. It's the ability to attract people because of what you're trying to achieve, not because of what you know, not because of your charisma. I've written a bunch of blog articles on the myths of leadership, and that's one of them. That in order to be a good leader, you have to have charisma. Bullshit. Oh no, that's that's not even real. Uh, you know, yeah, I, it's funny. I, I always said this. You know, uh, you have a job as a leader and stuff, and you know, it's a bonus to be liked and 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 you know, appreciated. But it, it's not necessarily what's going to make you. I, I love what you said. You got to be the one to start, and then you'll find there's a whole bunch of people that are just waiting for someone to start and initiate, and then they'll be like, "Oh my God, this is what we're waiting for." But that, but that's the thing. Not everybody has that drive to actually be that first one. Just you listen. I mean, we can do this test anywhere, and people what we watching us and listening right now can do the same. Go to any place, a club, uh, a party, uh, a meeting, and everybody is waiting for the first person to make that move and to make that first step and or the first dance or the first talk. No one wants to be that first, you know, person because they're not really in. They're afraid. They want that lead, that first person to take the leap, and then. Okay, they break the ice, so now everybody is cool about it, <laughs> and that's just a simple concept. But in real world, in business and leadership, that's what makes a difference. Some people they just take it on the road; they do, and some people they wait for somebody to do, and and that's okay too. Because I mean, the world's not going to be all leaders, but the idea is, whoever's watching right now, you have an opportunity to be that person. And and again, I think you define it better than any book out there. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm I'm pretty hard nosed about that. I mean, if if people like again, it's it's not it's not sort of being different in the classical kind of environment that we're in. We have to create a different environment yeah. that allows us right to to basically fulfill this whole journey in a way that we're comfortable in, and it's going to be a different way to do it. That's why I say tomorrow, do one thing differently. I'm not asking you to do ten or twelve. Just do one thing differently find out what 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 uh, what one of your best friends craves and write it down because you're going to surprise them someday by using that knowledge it's just like baby steps and i've written a lot about uh, and posted a lot on on social media about this about this concept about nano inches worth of progress like this is like get an inch of progress fast and just keep doing that and you'll earn the right to get to your destination you know, you won't earn the right by coming up with a pristine MBA-ish kind of McKinsey strategy. You won't do that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those, but in my world, they never worked. I had to create my own. That's just a two-day strategic planning. Let's go west, dude, and we'll figure it out on the way. You got to find your own way in this. You got to find your own way and you can do it, but be patient, take small steps. That'll increase your comfort level. That'll grow your confidence to take another step, maybe a bit bigger, 
And that will earn you the right because you'll feel good about that. And so it's incremental. This is not a slingshot kind of, a, of an environment we're talking about here, right? And there's no silver bullets and just like it's hard work and push it. Like it, it, it took me a long time. I've, I've been doing this for four decades, okay? And the, the insights that I've gained and the learnings that I've got came from simply talking about my stuff and practicing it and finding out what worked and what didn't work, throwing aside the stuff that didn't and keeping the stuff that did. That's life. Okay, there's no easy way to do this, guys. There isn't. You got to put in the hard work. <laughs> Again, you're simplifying so easily for people. I mean, it is what you said is exactly right. You got to do things, and some work, some don't. You take the the ones that don't, and 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 apply the ones that work, and and stack on that. I mean, it's it, it's not as simple as that. And unfortunately, we're still struggling with it, right. That, that's the that's the irony of this thing. So so so, Roy, you have books, a series. Right yes. now, they're, are they all this? I think it's the same. Uh, be different or be dead, like yeah. one to seven. Is that what what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a series. It's under the the main brand of be different or be dead. And and uh, there's a book. My first one was called the uh, Your Survival Guide, and then I, I wrote a book on storm marketing. Then one on be different you, which is all about career development, uh, and then one called uh, Six Acts of Leadership. And one called the uh, the the calendar of a leader, where I basically try and and say suggest to people what could you do every day of the week to make you an audacious leader. And then the latest one is called the audacious unheard of ways I took a startup to a billion. That one came out. That's my seventh book. That came out in May, and so I've been having fun doing things like this, talking to great people like you about the concepts in there. And you know what? Again, I repeat, it's trying to change the conversation. That's my goal, to have these comments. Maybe, maybe some of the people in that great big glut of that distribution curve will get one or two ideas and decide to move to the right. And if they do, I'm happy. That's been a great day for me. Well, Roy, you're doing terrific. I mean, you've taken your life's worth work and, and, and your successes and performances, and you're applying them in a concept where people can apply. One thing you said earlier that is very powerful is that You, you can read books all day long. And if you don't take what's in the book and put it to practice, it's not going to do anything. You'll be just, you can even memorize the book. You'll be just another copy. <laughs> but, but really, exactly right. you got to take what's, what's in it and, and the real stuff and just put it to work. And that's when you really become the real example. I mean, it's by, by, by teaching the action and showing the action that you can get the results and not just by talking about it or by reading about it. And, and again, we all, People are listening and watching. We read stuff. We watch stuff. We pick stuff up. Do we apply it or not? That's the question. And, you know, but you have been putting this. How, how long did it take you to write all these books, by the way? Well, I started in uh, 2000 and um, I guess 2007. And I published my first book in 2009. And I've been blogging uh, for, for since 2009 about my stuff. So anybody wants any more information on the content, All you got to do is visit be different or be dead.com, go to my blog and, and you'll find the stuff. Now, the interesting thing is, and, and it, this was pointed out to me, like, by the way, the, the latest book, it's, it plays to exactly what you said. It's a practical how-to book. Okay, so the, so the ability to actually put in practice what you read is simple because I tell you that. I tell you what worked for me in the book. So it's, it's, it's like a roadmap of practicality is what it is. 
it's light on theory. It's heavy on practice that worked, proven ways of actually doing this. And so, so yeah, I mean, it's from that point of view, it, it, uh, it's, it's exactly uh, what I think people have asked for. It's what does a roadmap look like? And, um, and so on. But the thing that's amazed me is like you would think in what, 14 years of writing about be different or be dead, you would think that the content is stale. It's even more rich and more important today than it was when I wrote my first book. It's absolutely amazing to me, okay, that it's been that amount of time and people think it's new. Now, that probably is a fault of mine. Maybe I have not done a good job spreading my word about be different or be dead. Or it's that there's so much other stuff going on. There's so much inertia from the past. There's so much momentum from the past that, uh, that it's hard to get these new ideas to break through. Whatever it is, I'm just, I, I'm a guy that's not going to go away. I've got a lot of energy and I'm going to keep pushing this stuff until I fall over. Well, well, Roy, you know, we appreciate what you've done, what you're doing. And by the way, these books are a legacy for life and for eternity. As long as, you know, there's, there will be a book, those books will exist and become part of our world history, if, if you know, centuries from now, hopefully that's the case. But really, that's what it is. I mean, we look back, you know, a lot of the knowledge we have is some something that's written by someone 200 years, 5,500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, literally. True. And we apply those books Very in true. our lives today. So, so. It is. It is important. That's knowledge. That skills. And and you are not only again. It's not theory. It's really here's what works. Here's the steps to do it. And anyone watching and listening, I mean, what are you waiting for, guys? You know, there's there's stuff out there. You know that we can all. Me too. I mean, I I love the stuff. I get energized when I hear these things. It not only it reinforces my my way of thinking because I know that it works, <laughs> but but also it gives me more energy to actually look. And, and, and search and read and learn more about new practical stuff that I can apply. And you know what? Again, you've made those billions. I, you know, it's a good aspiration to have. Why not? Right. I mean, that's like I always say, you can dream big, scare yourself. Who cares? Don't be cheap on your dreams. You know, it, there's, there, you're not going to lose anything. Right. But you take the action towards your dream. And again, one of my favorite quotes is uh, some people dream of success. Others wake up and work at it. Right. Just get up, get it done. Absolutely I mean, <laughs> right. Absolutely well, right. Well, well, Roy, we're we're we actually exceeded the hour here. I mean, it was just I, time flew with you quickly, and it was all good. And, and audience, audience, I think that you know this hour has been very productive, and 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 a lot of stuff here. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, I mean, you get it from the best, and and that's the other thing. Like the resource that you have, that you are, you don't get a lot of folks that actually are coming out and talking. And that's the part about like what I love about doing these shows is that. It is about educating, enlightening people, inspiring, motivating, and bringing people with a good track record, with some expertise that you're, it's going to be hard to do. It's We get the theory, but getting it from the people. And that's the other thing. We don't have to always find out for ourselves, right? People have done it already. <laughs> it's already pre-cooked. You just have to apply, you know? Yeah, cook, you uh, so, but that's what you think. Yeah, I mean, I know. Hey, but at least... Well, we share with people, right? So, so yep, this right. this show goes worldwide. So, someone somewhere and a few people, I think, from that big bulk of people would actually take, you know, a few things here, if not all, and apply them. Uh, so, again, we're coming out to the end of the show, Roy. Any last advice to our audiences today? So, I'm going to leave you with with a quote, my one of my quotes that kind of captures the essence of what you and I have been talking about. And it goes like this, it's not enough to be better, best, or great. 
You need to be the only one who does what you do. The only one that, would, that does what you do. And if you read my stuff, there's a lot of stuff in there about how to develop what I created called the only statement to actually fight off the claptrap and the aspirations that don't mean anything. So the quest is to be the only one that does what you do in a way that people care about. I keep saying that it's all about serving others uniquely. I, I wish you well, please join me in my journey and visit my website and visit me on roy.osing at gmail.com. I'd love to have a conversation with anybody about this because it's important that we, we keep the conversation going. And I thank you for the invitation to join you today. I really do. An honor, a privilege. I mean, uh, you know, I can give a lot of descriptors here. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I'm going to have enough, but, but really, I mean, this is like a learning, you know, for me as well. I, I love these things because I, get to actually ask these questions and, and get it from the source. And it just pumps, you know, the making of me and, and helps, helps shape a lot of, you know, the things that I do and your stuff is going to contribute to where I'm going as well in my destiny here and my, 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 my journey. So thank you so much for, for being with us and uh, it's been real and folks, thank you so much for watching for listening in. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Stay tuned. Bye for now.